And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. Disney. Dynamite drop in money. That broadcast school has really paid off. At Still Smooth Productions. <laughs> oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. And the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world. I think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and Chipotle. At St. Bales. <laughs> I'm not prepared. I really am not prepared at all. A bunch of a-holes. Welcome to the 21st century, Buck Rogers. And the first one of 2020. Welcome to it. Can't believe we all survived a... uh, a change in decade, but we did. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. This is uh, episode 96. Woo-hoo! Flying towards 100. The red light is on. Red light means stop thinking, get a little senseless. With a couple of us, yes, I said a couple, which means that when I give the date, you're going to hear a new voice. Well, not a new voice, but you're going to hear a different voice. It is 1-3-2020. That is January 3rd of the year. 2020. I wish I had like little, what are those things? Not poppets, but the little streamer things. I think they're called like crackers. Yeah, those ones. I like those little streamer ones. Yeah, you like pull them and they pop. Yeah. Everything comes out. Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. It's 2020. Um, We did it. No St. Bales here. He is uh, coming off a a very long day at work, and he's probably still working. Who knows? The guy (laughs) guy works his backside off, so uh, he's gonna take take the week off, wind down on a Friday a little bit. But that means that it is myself at Walt Disney, happiest host on earth. You took journalism. Yeah. Get out of here. Thank you for being here with us yet again, and. Oddly enough, across the ether, at Still Smooth. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. This is a little odd. Uh, at Walsh Disney, thank you for that introduction. Um, but yeah, this is, I've never been on the other side of a FaceTime with you uh, doing this podcast. I, I, I Now, I'm in the at St. Bale's shoe. I get, I get how this... FaceTime interaction works. It's a little weird. I like it though. Uh, but hey, it gives us another avenue to keep plugging along this week on the pod. Uh, every week on the pod, I have a couple jobs. I, I do them okay. <laughs> but my first job, I give you guys on this date. And all the way back on this date, January 3rd, back in 1973, a 12-man syndicate led by the great George Steinbrenner bought MLB's New York Yankees from CBS for 10 million US dollars. At Walsh Disney, do you I mean it's right there. So I'm not going to ask you if you have any <laughs> idea of what the uh, the New York Yankees are worth right now. Tell the people what the New York Yankees are worth right now current day. 4 billion dollars. <laughs> Put the pinky to my mouth. Dr. Evil yes. style. 4 billion with a B. And uh, we did something here on this pod. We usually like to BS before the pod, but we did a little math. We exercised our brains. I didn't like it. And uh, you know what, listeners? You know what, senseless? Go ahead and fact check this math because I'm pretty sure this is right. (laughs) (laughs) So George Steinbrenner and and that group bought uh, the New York Yankees for $10 million with an M back in 1973, currently – in 2020, it's valued at just over four billion, and we calculated that to be 
almost a 400% growth rate. We have it at 399% growth rate at a compounded growth rate of about 8% a year. So the value of the team growing about 8% a year, I'd call that a good investment. Skyrocketed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would like... I would like to look into it and see if that's like the fastest growth that they've seen with a sports team. Because that that's seen 50 years from 10 million to 4 billion. And yes, that's like you, you said, there is some, uh, I don't know, inflation. I don't even know what yeah. that, something like that. Um, but still, that's quick. Well, let's, so... The New York Yankees are obviously among the world's most recognizable brands, too. Maybe along with the Lakers uh, and the Dallas Cowboys. I'd say that's probably up there. I'm going to put my money on, yes, fastest growth growth rate. Yeah. Um, I don't know. New York being, you know, the... I almost said City of Angels. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> being the... Big Apple. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. I'm going to cut my losses there. I think so. I think you're right at Walt Disney. Got to be up there. Got to be up there. Gotta, All right. But uh, we got a great show this week. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. And we're going to start that off with random thoughts. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. No, I'm saying. <laughs> Well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. I'm in a brainstorm session. I think I just, yeah, I just had an idea. Isn't that weird? All right, random thoughts. Um, Smooth, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, real, qu- real quick. Um, so, are you? Have you gone to the grocery store yet? At Walt Disney this year? In 2020, no. In 2020. Are you aware that the bag law is in effect now? No plastic bags, and you have to pay for paper bags? Uh, that's been in Hillsborough for a while now, actually. It's oh. been in effect, so I've been dealing oh, with so that. You're, 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 it's not new to you. I'm a vet. Oh. Yeah. I'm behind the times. So, so this just struck me. So now it's all of Oregon now is no paper bags. No, Sorry, no plastic bags paper bags but you have to pay per paper bag so it forces you you know to buy the reusable bags which i'm all for yeah you know too many too many bags just littering the sides of the roads but my question to you is people like to have fun with their reusable bags you know some have dogs and stuff some have unicorns some have sports teams let me ask you this. <laughs> unicorns yeah let me ask you this does the deck do the decorations or artwork on your recyclable bag have to match you yourself or or is it acceptable to have like a willy-nilly bag like do you feel comfortable if you have a sun sunshine roses and you know daisy recyclable bag walking through the supermarket just knowing that that's this i'm here to get groceries and this is my bag does it matter to you what bag you're bringing personally does it matter to you or are you going to go out and buy your own, like, Hillsboro Hops I think, bag or something like that? I think it would depend on the price. I'm definitely not getting a Hops reusable bag. That ain't going to happen because that's going to be marketed up so high. Um, I, I guess maybe if one no was... Like, yeah, yeah. If one was, like, pretty... A lot cheaper than the other, I would probably go with just the cheapest. It doesn't pretty, really if, matter. If yeah. they're comparable in price, I'm going to choose one that I'm like, all right, this one's not going to bother me walking around. Yeah. Nice and plain Jane it. Just, it's yep. groceries, you know? I don't need some some artwork. Just give me a black bag. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel the same way uh, where I'm not going to antagonize people by getting some flashy bag. I'm okay I would pay less for a bag and rock whatever artwork is on there rather than paying for a San Antonio Spurs recycled bag, recyclable bag. Exactly. That's also a great present I was thinking about. You guys, <laughs> next Christmas, you and at St. Bell's are probably getting shopping bags. That's usable. Yeah. That's that's a, usable. That, that gift keeps on giving. You will think of me every time <laughs> you go and, and buy your six-pack of beers. That's a lot. Yeah. 
It's a lot so of time. You're welcome in advance. Okay. You got a raise the yes. All right. So uh, I had an absolute phenomena happen to me <laughs> a couple days ago. Um, but first, after I get out of the shower, I always blow my nose. Do you do the same? I blow my nose in the shower. Strange move. <laughs> so I'll explain after you after okay. you continue. <laughs> so I blow my nose after I get out of the shower. You know, I just want to make sure everything's copacetic up there. Yeah. And I this is it's just happened to me before, but I when it happened, it just kind of blew my mind, and I wanted to know if it happens to other people. But there's this phenomenon when the toilet paper is sitting on the you know on the on the thing. And the on the roll, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it, but it, I always hang like two pieces off, you know, off the yeah. off the roll. Yeah, picture. But perfect. there's a there's a point where that gets heavier than the rest that's on the roll, and then the whole thing just spins off, and it all goes down to the floor because you know the weight is pulling it down, and then momentum yes. as well. Science, science stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. that happened to me the other day. It just blew my mind. And I was like, does this happen to other people? Or am I the only one just sitting here watching toilet paper roll down onto the floor by itself? So do you, let me ask you this. Do you consciously pull it down, like rip, rip your whatever, like two, three pieces that you need. And then you'll like literally pull it down to expose two more pieces to hang off. Like that's what you like leave it as. Like every time you leave the bathroom. It's kind of where it ends up. I think I'm just so used to that now that it's kind of like yeah. that's the practice. It might be less okay. than two. It might be like one and a half. But I use see, I I leave mine. I when I'm rolling, I leave the top of the like. I'll put my hand at the top of. So my toilet paper rolls to the right of me, right? So I will put my hand at the top of the toilet paper, literally at the top, and pull from the top. So my rip mark is at the top. So my mine isn't hanging down. At all. I never have the hang down. Yeah. See, that's different. Yeah, I always have a hang yeah. down. So, yeah, it doesn't ever happen to you. No, I've never I've never just seen it run, go rogue and unravel itself yeah. before. Mine went rogue. And then, what do you do? Then you can't, because you'll, I mean, if, in order to have the weight of the two hanging down unroll itself, you have to be pretty near, you have to be, I'm guessing, near the end of the roll, correct? It's actually more than you'd think. Like Really? Yeah. Like it's it still lasted, you know, like another day and a half. So, so then begs it begs the question, did you you had to re-roll it, right? You weren't an animal. Yeah. You had to re-roll it back. Yeah. Just just ro- just use my little hands like a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> rolled it right back up. But then I had to do the thing that, you know, I had to go with your move. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. It doesn't happen very often, but it's happened more than once, and I just wanted to know if it happens to anybody else. I'm sure sure you're not alone, but one of the things that bugs me in this world is loose rolls. It very much bugs me. Yeah. Because then, like, you have, like, the three or four, like, rolls itself hanging down, and you see the space in between them. Yeah. You know? I don't like that. Sloppy looking. Oh, I rolled it up like real nice. Tight. Yeah. Good. I spent your some time with it. You recognize that other people, it's not just your bathroom. It's yeah. a shared it's a shared space. I'm not a monster. You're not a <laughs> we no. know that at Walt Disney. <laughs> you a are monster. a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh yeah. But let let me know, let us know, but let me know specifically that I'm not alone. That this happens to other other freaks out there. Um hit us up. Yeah. Uh, but with that, that's all random thoughts that we have for this week. We're going to go to trivia. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeopardy! Going to make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? This is trivia where we bring you sports knowledge. Last week, the trivia question read like this. Who has the highest NBA career points average in Christmas Day games? Again, who has the highest NBA career points per game average in Christmas Day games? 
We gave you exactly seven days to think about it, and I'm going to bring you the answer right now. TMAC or Tracy McGrady is the answer, averaging a whopping 43.3 points per Christmas game. That's insane. That went off. How many how many Christmas Day games do you think he played? Uh, they said I believe it was anywhere from. This is just what's in my head. Anywhere from like five to eight. Damn! Wow. So yeah. it wasn't like two games. It wasn't like two great. He didn't ball out two great Christmases. He no. that was a sustainable forty three. I believe it was, it was at least five. The dude loves to play on Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Day MVP. Handing out gifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the trivia question for this week is which NFL team which excuse me, which NFL teams have the most postseason wins and the least postseason wins? So it's two teams. Which NFL team has the most postseason wins? Which one has the least postseason wins? Give me the two teams that uh, are on opposite sides of that spectrum. I'm not going to give you a hint. I thought about it, but I'm not going to do it. Not that nice. Not that nice. Um, Okay. That's trivia for this week, and now we're going to hit the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. This week in the news, um, little little teaser for later in the episode, but one thing in a winner is technically done, and that's where we were doing, yeah, we'll get the results, it's results week, uh, we'll get the results, but that's where we were doing our NFL news, but since that's done, we do it here now, so we start with the NFL. Uh, a couple stories be- before we get to the firing and hiring it of it of it all first one big congratulations yeah chop motions um <laughs> big congratulations to <laughs> what is this my person? fantasy king yeah you're yeah oh my <laughs> the <laughs> ripper of hearts and fantasy <laughs> christian christian mccaffrey i couldn't remember his first name i didn't want to just go last That's name what you were doing right there. i was trying to remember his name <laughs> I was like, what is he? It, it looks like you're hurting, but I can't help you because I don't know what you're trying to remember. It was it was embarrassing, to say the least, not to remember the first name. But that <laughs> happens sometimes. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Uh, he became the third player to rush and receive for 1,000 yards each in one season. That's 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. Um, the only other two players to do this, Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, and uh guy who's up for the Hall of Fame this year, Roger Craig. Let me ask you this, Walsh Disney. Does this make Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey the most dynamic back in the NFL today? M- meaning, if you're fantasy drafting uh, your own NFL team, right? Are, is he your running back, or would you select any other running back ahead of him? I definitely wouldn't be upset having him. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Because he could even, honestly, he, he's not even that bad of a blocker. He can yeah. do it all. Yeah. And, and he fits in everything. So, yeah, I think you have to. I think you'd, he'd have to, because he's so, he's so versatile. Yeah. And health, health, health yeah. wise, you know, knock on wood, he, he's not. He hasn't shown any history of, like, major injuries or anything like that. Again, receiving and, like, he's putting miles on his body. So, again, he he will slow down in the future. I don't know when. But, uh, you know, health does not not seem to be a concern like it is with Todd Gurley and some other backs, you know. Yeah, and he did have the most touches in the NFL. So, I mean, he got the ball a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who would be number who would be number two for you? I have a connection to Kamara. I, I I really like Alvin Kamara. Even though he burned you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
but uh, still, you know, burned but not but not gone, not gone completely. Uh, nice. I don't know. I still think he. I think he's because he didn't have you know this incredible year. I think he's starting to get slept on a little bit. Like I heard somebody say, Dalvin Cook's better than Alvin Kamara today, and just said it like natural. Like oh, this is just no. obvious. That's not no. obvious, buddy. I'm not. Yeah, Dalvin Dalvin Cook has had too many. Injuries. Talking about a guy with injury problems. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'm not ready to anoint him top two. Yeah. No. No, sir. No. No, sir. Um, okay. To a massive accolade for Christian McCaffrey. To a kind of accolade to Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, he actually did it. I cannot believe <laughs> he accomplished this. He listened to the pod. He, he did. I mean, I've been talking about it, and I, I did not think. He had to throw six interceptions in two weeks, and he did it. Yeah. He became the first 30-30 quarterback. I think he has over 30 touchdowns. I think it's like 31 or 32 touchdowns. But he threw 30 picks as well. That 30th interception to, to become that first player was a pick six in overtime to end a game. And the only, it is the most Jameis Winston thing you could possibly have happen. And not only was that pick six to make it 30, to be the first 30-30 quarterback ever, <laughs> not only was it in overtime for a loss, but it also set a record for most pick sixes in a season <laughs> with seven. This guy. Yeah. This guy. I... You know something funny? So I was look, I was reading the other day, which is shocking in itself. <laughs> and uh, I apologize. I don't have the statistic, the true statistic in front of me. So please do not uh, uh, fact check this. But it was something that like when Jameis throws a pick in the first quarter, the Bucks actually have a winning record or something. First like drive that. of the game. First, sorry, yes, first drive of the game. Yeah, and it was something like they were like four and one in those games. <laughs> yeah, so you saw the same thing too. I was yeah. Like, so it's almost like they're just like, okay, Jameis got it out of his system. Like, <laughs> hopefully we don't have another one. We definitely could, but okay, let's just saddle up and let's get this going, you know? He had to have. He threw 30 <laughs> yeah. of them. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. But, but again, but... Word on the street, right? He's going to be Tampa's quarterback next year. I don't know. You listen to Bruce Arians. He is not happy. Bruce Arians has said some things. Like, uh, he said we could win with any quarterback. <laughs> um, what did he call it? Does, d- d- let me ask you this. Does I believe Jameis will start next year. Do you start week one of the regular season? Does he start week one of the regular season? We don't have to talk about do they draft another quarterback or will for he the, be Bucks? the starter by the end of the year. Yes, will he start week one? I'm saying yes. I'll I'll say yes at this point. Yeah, I'll say yes, but I don't think he does it for long. I don't think he starts for long. I think he goes through week three. Give him a couple weeks. Maybe he'll <laughs> push it. He'll push it. Yeah. <laughs> he'll probably throw for ten picks. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, now let's get into the the coaching aspects, starting with the Browns. Uh, man, went just start start stop crying, cover your ears, run away. Um, we feel bad. Just know we feel bad for you. Freddie Kitchens was fired. That should make you feel good. And then GM John Dorsey. They, he and the Browns parted ways because they just couldn't figure out how to make it work. John Dorsey, they wanted to kind of take some power away from John Dorsey. John Dorsey did not want that. Um, so see you later. Now you're back to square one, zero. I, where this is scary, I think it needed to happen. I don't know. Like... Did you like John Dorsey? Again, I don't know I don't, anything about John Dorsey. I don't like John Dorsey, but he's he made this roster and he made it quickly. I mean, this is his second year, and he's already done all of the, like made all of these actions. They came into this year, and it's like okay, maybe they're sleeper Super Bowl pick, and I might not I didn't agree with it, but that's but fine. Other people did, and now like the infrastructure again is in flux. Like you've got now, you don't have one again. 
you yeah. finally found at least a semblance of foundation, and then you just knocked it at, knocked it down before you even like brought the house down first. You yeah. You're pulling rugs on people, and it's rough. And that, like, it's... mm, The whole... You you have never been more right about a sports pick other than than you were with Bake. (laughs) And I hate it. (laughs) it, So what's happening now is Bake has probably two years to show whoever this new... Cleveland needs to, needs to hire a head coach who will keep Baker under his thumb, tough love, no fooling around, kid. Like this, this is this is not your team. This is my team, and and really put him under his thumb. But he has, I think, two years to show him that they can get this ship turned around. Otherwise, I think they move off of him as well. Um, yeah. Uh, I yeah. I don't even know. And, you know, there's there's these these. Things saying, you know, um, uh, the murmurs about, you know, Cleveland interested in this head coach and this head coach and stuff like that. But like, are you know, are they, are they returning the interest? I don't think there's any interest to go to Cleveland and and be in that S show. Yeah, and that's Just, that's what people are hearing is that executives, like front office front office executives, are saying, I don't want to go there. And no one else should want to go there either because it's such a mess. But, yeah, like you're saying about Baker, they need a coach that's going to be strong enough to come in and try and control everything. And they need Baker to be a little less, a little more marionette and a little less real boy. (laughs) They need him just kind of. That's why you have the degree. Take a step back, (laughs) let somebody control things for a while. Um, Good luck to the Browns and good luck to Wynn. Yep. Uh, next firing, Pat Shermer was fired by the Giants. They are keeping their GM, David Gettleman. Dave Gettleman. However, I'm assuming Dave is short for David. Um, but this is a good firing. Pat Shermer just doesn't have the gravitas to, to lead him. And hopefully they get somebody that will. He got him. Yeah. Just want to see Saquon thrive, you know? Yeah, got the um, Ferrari back there, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Redskins, they f- they start by firing President Bruce Allen. Best move you could make. Then they hire Ron Rivera, and then Ron Rivera hires Jack Del Rio as his defensive coordinator. Love it. I The best thing that happened in all of this is Bruce Allen getting fired. They had coaches saying that they wouldn't take the job. They, they were interested in the job, but they wouldn't take it if Bruce Allen was still there. So I don't know too much about Bruce Allen. Is he just an overbearing? Was he, he was an overbearing. He's the, yeah, he was the president. Um, this is the, the this Bruce Allen's the guy that after they fired Jay Gruden, came out and said, oh, we have a great culture here. Everything's oh. great here. <laughs> it's perfect. Our players are awesome. Like, he was like pretending that nothing was wrong. Basically, he knew nothing. He didn't, and he was kind of a snake. Uh, according to to some people, to people I listened to, um, just not a great guy, and was like a friend of the owner. That's why he had the job so long. It was just a mess. But you got rid of him. You bring in Ron Rivera. You bring in Jack Del Rio. That's two alphas who have the same mindset to just like. Wipe the slate clean. Get everything going in the right direction. Uh, Bruce Allen looks like a little older Urban Meyer. Very snaky. Very snakish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. Very snakish. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Urban Meyer's definitely got his demons. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cowboys, man. They there's still no like official Yeehaw. announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Garrett, he's still holding on. He's still hanging in there. Um, it has okay. been reported that he's out, but not Let's officially announced. For the sake of the podcast, to have a conversation. Okay. Let's say he's gone, right? Yeah. Which I I believe everybody thinks. Um, where does he end up? 
does he end up in the NFL? Does he take? Does he even consider dropping down to the college football ranks? Does do we just see him disappear? What happens with Jason Garrett? I think there's two things. If he stays in the NFL this year, I think it'll be as an executive. I could see that. Um, he's a smart guy and a nice guy. Like everybody loves him. He just doesn't seem like a great coach. Um, if he's that's if he's in the NFL. I, I really think he kind of pulls the McCarthy, tries to take the year off, and then get a job next year. Because every year there's jobs open. Why wouldn't you? If you worked so hard, you were sitting on a pile of cash. He's married, right? Uh, I don't know. Think I so. believe so. Well, dude, just have a year vacation where, you know, in nine months, the coaching carousel again is going to open up and you'll be rested and you'll kind of have, you'll be able to have have had those closed door conversations with executives and find a spot where you feel, you really feel like you fit. You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big vacation guy, so PTO's <laughs> the name. So... <laughs> So, I would take some time off, man. I don't know. (laughs) Spoken like a true second fiddle. (laughs) Can't say anything better than that. Can't say anything better than that. So, we'll move on. NBA. Got a couple of stories. Zach Randolph retires after 17 years in the league. Uh, Former Blazer. Hey. Salute. Good, Good guy, I think. That was kind of surrounded by some bad stuff, but hey, turned out turned out to be a stand-up gentleman. I think for the league, he he was always that character that I think. Um, I don't want to say guilty by association, but like he was on again those tougher Blazer teams. Um, but he's someone that you always knew that you were gonna get. You knew the production you were gonna get out of him, and he was always one that didn't he wasn't uh he wasn't um shying away from the community service and stuff like that he was out there um you know shaking hands and kissing babies yeah um, gives back to the community and always made time to say what's up to the fans and stuff like that i like zebo yeah me too me too um good on uh i mean i can see him doing some some media stuff here and there Kendrick, if Kendrick Perkins can, he sure can. Yeah, dude. I, I, I still don't understand Kendrick Perkins. Uh, I have a hard time understanding anything he says. Yeah. Kind of like that, he's kind of that big guy Shaq voice, you know. Uh, yeah. But, but Vince Carter, first player to play in four decades. You threw this on there. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. 1990s, 2000s, 2010s, and then I believe he just played his first uh, game in the 2020s, uh, I think it was last night, um, Thursday, um, but pretty crazy. One of the more special uh, players to have blessed the NBA. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, where he was a great NBA player, I don't think he was ever at one time the most elite player in the NBA, but, you know, someone definitely special and someone who you could never uh, question his love for the game. You know, he loves basketball. Yeah, I was just about to say, he's not going to go down as one of the greatest to ever play the game, but he will go down as, like you said, one of the most special to play the game. People are just connected to Vince Carter. Yeah. Good guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of being connected to people, um, David Stern, the 30-year commissioner, a former commissioner of the NBA, passed away, 77, 77 um, years old, brain hemorrhage. Man, 30 years, and he really set this league up for success. Really, what, what it is today. Yeah, well, he set the foundation, he built almost the whole building, and maybe a roof is going on top of it right now, but everything else was all David Stern. Um, really good commissioner, and you know prayers to his family because to you know just listening to stories people telling this week of him, he seemed like a like a pretty funny dude and and very very like witty and, and humorous. So so uh, which, what which I love which I which I love to hear you know because like David Stern I I all I remember of him is just like 
NBA draft night, and he just he's you know, getting booed, and you're like, yeah, you know, but yeah. he had a sense of humor about it, and you know, like he 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 was one of those guys who made the tough decisions, but also very very smart and knew how to grow and develop the league. I believe he brought uh, was it eight teams into the league under his thirty years, six or eight. Well, I don't know. Um, I forgot, but then, like, the big thing was, like, he brought the connection made with it global. the overseas talent. You know, he made it, was a, it, he made it a global game, and yeah. now now you're seeing uh, young talent coming over to the States younger, i.e. Luca, you know, yeah. which um, already had, who already has better rookie numbers than LeBron, you know, like, yeah. And we may have never seen him if it wasn't for David Stern. So, you yep. know, again, like you said, prayers to his family. But David Stern, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, making the game what it is uh, today. Yeah. Okay, with that, we're going to move on to college football, our last thing in the news. Um, this kind of an interesting thing. Just kind of want to have people keep an eye on it. Tua is going announced he's going to make his decision of whether to go to the NFL or not on January 6th, which is Monday. So, I don't know. Well, I've never, I don't, I, like we were talking before we started recording. I don't, I can't remember ever seeing this, like a player just tweeting out like, hey, I'm going to make my decision on this day. I thought that was weird right when I saw it, but I don't know. And a, and a Monday of all days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we also do, we want to get into some bowl game recaps. A lot of them have happened. Most of them have happened. Um, before we get to, I mean, we still have a while over what a week and a half until the national championship. But hey, we want to recap these games that have happened. The semifinals: LSU sixty-three, Oklahoma twenty-eight. Smooth. You and I watched this game together, and it wasn't much of a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe Burrow set game-long records in the first half. Uh, it was insane. It was a thrashing. Yeah, it, I almost felt bad. Yeah, almost. Almost. I kind of loved it though. Me too. <laughs> yeah, mostly because bales. Okay. The the more entertaining game was the Clemson Ohio State game, which ended at Clemson winning at twenty nine twenty three. A lot of different calls in this game that people were complaining about. Um, I'll just. Narrow it down to this. The fumble call, I don't really care about. I'll just say it. Like, I don't care. Two targeting calls. One of them, I don't care about. The one I do care about was the one called on Trevor Lawrence. Well, not called on him, but the hit on Trevor Lawrence. When he was getting sacked? When he was getting sacked. They need to fix, and it's not that hard, they need to fix if the offensive player brings their helmet into a target area, it is not the defensive player's fault. Trevor Lawrence is what? 6'5"? 6'6". Six, 6'6"? Six, six, How tall do you yeah. think he was? You think you, I'm pretty sure he was shorter than me on the end of that play. He crouched down so far. In the, that's a corner or safety. He's probably, what, 5'10", 5'11". Like, he's aiming for a hip. Trevor Lawrence shrinks himself almost seemingly in half. <laughs> uh, and that's why it's helmet-to-helmet contact. And when they review that, they need to say, this isn't targeting. I don't even care. Like, fine. He puts his head down. That's leading with the crown of your helmet. That's an NFL rule. 15-yard penalty. But they need to... I, I would love it if they came in and came on the, you know, the PA and said... It's not targeting because the offensive player initiated helmet-to-helmet contact by bringing his helmet into an unsafe area. What if the offensive player is getting wrapped up, though? Like, wrapped up and falling, and then, you know, by then, by, you know, then he's coming down to a shorter... Yeah, that that would be different. So this is, I'm, I'm saying this would be in the review process. Of when you're when you're calling targeting, um, and that would be different because that's not the offensive player initiating it. But I mean, all the safety things is that well, you need to tackle better. You have to do this better. You have to hit better. Quarterbacks need to learn how to get tackled or sacked better. 
running backs need to learn how to truck people without leading with their helmet better. Those receivers need to not dip their head. They need to learn how to do that better. You know, you can't just everything can't just be defenses have to learn to do this better. Offensive players need to have to need to do things better as well uh, for the safety of everybody on the field, including themselves. And I thought that Trevor Lawrence one was the perfect example of that is not the defensive player's fault other than he dipped his head. That you can call the 15 on, but the helmet to helmet was Trevor Lawrence's fault. So just, just keep it fair. This is coming from a defensive guy. I know if Bales I was, was going to say spoken like a true defensive yeah. analyst. I love it. If Bales was here, he would, he would, I uh, need me to say that for him. Uh, <laughs> love it. Some other games, Alabama thrashed Michigan. Michigan's a joke. Um, Minnesota. Do you know, or uh, Hardball is Owen, is it Owen four now in his last four bowl games? Doesn't surprise me. I'm out on Harbaugh. I don't like that out. guy. Tough out. I don't even, not as just a coach, like I don't like him as a guy. Oof. He seems real, he seems real Bruce Allen, Urban Meyer-esque. He's a snake, and he's, but he's hiding in the grass. In the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> to get your khakis out of here. In the weeds. <laughs> uh, Minnesota beat Auburn, which is awesome. Good. Which is awesome. I just love it. Um, Oregon, 28. Wisconsin, 27. That was a, an amazing game. Great game. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk. We'll save Herbert talk for, you know, the offseason. We got a, plenty of time for that. And Georgia beat Baylor 26-14, which I thought would be a better game. Turned out kind of mean nothing. Yeah. Overall, I mean, these last uh, New Year's, what, the New Year's six games? Yeah. Um, the couple of days, the 28th and the 1st were a couple of good days of football. Good, good games. Yep. Uh, that's the news for this week. We took our time going through everything. Uh, had some nice conversations with the news. But now, to keep things rolling, we're actually going to go past recess skip recess for the week so we don't even have bails uh and we're just gonna go to the one thing and a winner big reveal pew 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 i only got one thing to say to you who do you think you are i am you had one job just the one because i win this is bullshit so you get nothing you lose Good day, sir! Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. I hope I win. Alright, here we go. One thing and a winner. Final season results. This is for all of them marbles. It's for everything. And it's based off of winning percentage. So for those that maybe you're new, maybe you weren't really sure how we do this. We do all the game we did all the games this year. That, that's a feat in itself. It's like over, you know, 200 and what, 56? 256 games. Um, and we do it based on winning percentage. That's it. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm just going to... Who won it last year? Ah, good good call. Uh, Bales won it last year, and it was very close. Very close. I think we were all within a percentage of each other. I believe you're correct. It was incredibly close. That's how it usually ends up. Um, and it's pretty close this year. So I will do this. Bales. I'm just going to go in order how I usually do it. Bales, 256 games, 150, 105, and 1, which comes out to 58.79%. 58.79. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, then smooth yourself. Two hundred and forty-one games, a hundred and fifty, ninety and one. That's sixty-two point four five percent. Sixty-two four five. So a little cushion, and then myself. Two hundred and fifty-six games, a hundred and fifty-eight, ninety-seven and one. Oh crap! Sixty. One point nine one percent. Oh wow! So it was a race. It was it was close. It was close. Very close. Uh, I actually did the math. So last week, uh, I went ten and five. You went eleven and four. 
No, that is, I went I went ten and six. You went eleven and five. Um, if I had gone eleven and five, as you did, it would have. I believe I would have been like sixty two point two something. So you would have beaten me by less than point two. <laughs> we still would have won. If I had gotten two more games correct, I think I would have won. Hey, air high five for it, us. Sixty. So figuratively, Bales needs to take off the the non-existent crown, the bragging rights, the uh, knowledge of football. Who's no, gonna well, win? That's all you. He's got to give you a crown. Um, I've never possessed this. Bales, go ahead. I'll be waiting for the package. <laughs> I'll be waiting for it. Um, but to be honest, two hundred and fifty-six games or two hundred and forty-one games. All of us were above where betters want to be. Yeah. That's They're pretty good. Bad. Pretty good. Not bad. It's not easy. Not easy we to do. We should open our own little uh, betting house. Yep. Sports house. Um, but that's it. That is the NFL one thing in a winner. Maybe we'll bring it back for some NBA stuff, although that's a lot of games and it happens really quickly, so it's kind of hard. That's uh, uh, One thing in a winner was always my favorite segment. I love I loved one thing in a winner for football. It's re- it's really hey we get competitive about it and we're trying to figure out ways that we can get like you like you the senseless to be able to do it with us. We've heard some some people have had a, a, ideas um, trying to do it where it wouldn't be you know like a ridiculous amount of work for me, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can figure it out for next NFL season. Yeah. But hey, 2019, 2020 or 2019 NFL season didn't make any picks in 2020. One thing in a winner. It's another good year. Another good year of it. Congratulations, Smooth. You suck. Thank you. <laughs> Bow. Bow. And uh, so now we just want to go and we want to talk about the NFL playoffs. So let's hit that. Um, it is Wild Card Weekend. And we've got four games. AFC is on Saturday. NFC is on Sunday. Let's go through. Um, we haven't made our picks, but we're going to... Make picks and then tell Bales to throw some picks up tomorrow at some point. Um, let's talk about it. Let's start. Let's start in uh, chronological order. Hey, no cap. Fancy, fancy, fancy words. One thirty-five p.m. tomorrow. But hopefully, uh, after you've listened to this, it's Bills ten and six at Texans ten and six. Headline from this game: J.J. Watt will play after. Suffer, I heard just before we came on, yes, it's funny, 69 days ago, he nah. tore his pec muscle, and he will play in this game. I don't even know how that's possible. You were saying he's, like, setting a new precedent, right? You said that last yeah, week. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, last week. Injury. It's basically like, yeah, what Adrian Peterson did for ACLs. It's ridiculous. I don't. I heard a former player say today, like, he doesn't even understand how this is possible. And neither do I. And, like, playing the position J.J. Watt plays, like, you're using your chest all the time. All the time. All the time. All of it. <laughs> Every snap. Yeah. If I was an offensive lineman, I'd just, like, punch him right in the chest. See yeah. if he can take it. Yeah. And he probably no. can. He's J.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, uh, it's unreal. I, again, I don't know, like, so I don't know how effective he will be, but yeah. uh, his presence is going to make a difference. Um Game-wise. To me, to, to me, I'm just going to give a quick synopsis and I want to hear uh, yeah. your thoughts. Um, I think the where the strong point of the Texans are uh, obviously at quarterback, Deshaun Watson, having the experience um, in bigger games, uh, I think that, that speaks for itself. Um Josh Allen, I love him at quarterback, and as he's developing, I like him more and more. I still think um, this game gets to him. Just the pregame jitters, like there's a lot, there's a lot at stake here. The Bills' playoff drought uh, still uh, on the line, um, but I like the Bills' defense. The Bills' defense is, I think, the the, the deciding factor here. The Texans' defense is non-existent, uh, very, very poor. Uh, have let me down multiple times over the year. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, to be honest, if the Bills pull this one out, and I think I'm going to make that the, the, the Bills pick. I, I think the Bills win a close one uh, over the Texans. Well, 
I'm with you, man. I think the Bills are going to take it, and and here's why. Tredavious White, the Bills cornerback, has not given up a touchdown in coverage this year. So there's that. (laughs) And so he'll probably just go straight up on DeAndre. DeAndre, yeah. Yeah, and if Will Will Fuller might might not play and is pretty questionable for this week, so there you go. No big. That's going to be hard to get big plays. Um, the Bills are good up front, so it's kind of like, how do you run the ball? And then, like you said, Texans defense isn't that good. And I think Josh Allen is. People are too hard on Josh Allen because they were so hard on him coming into the into that draft. I think he's he's fine. Like he's not. Yes, he's not. A world beater, but yeah, he's a regular he's a quarterback. Yeah, he's he's a young quarterback. He's trying to figure it out, you know. Um, and I think you will. And some of the things, this is what kind of really tips the scale for me. I heard some things this week that the Bills organization and Bill O'Brien specifically is not really buttoned up that much. Like Deshaun Watson covers up a lot of stuff. That for the Bills organization, or yeah, no, excuse Bills, Texans organization, like game plans aren't getting put in until like finalized until like Thursday or Friday, and that's not enough time. Where the Bills organization is in, super buttoned up, they are they are on their p's and q's. I don't even know what that means, but it's a saying, and they're on them. So that's why I take the Bills. Better coach. I like it. I like that. Uh, the five fifteen p.m. game: Titans nine and seven at Patriots twelve and four. We'll do the same thing. You want to give you give give your stuff, and I'll come in. You you go first because okay. I don't want to steal any thunder. All right. Uh, I'll start with this game. Um, the I'm going to take the Patriots. Too much is being said of like I keep hearing the des- the the dynasty is o- it's o- I keep hearing it's over and I'm like what does that even mean does that mean it never like what are you trying to say it never happened trying to say like just because if they don't make the Super Bowl the dynasty is over because that's already happened they didn't make it for like three straight years and then in the past like seven years have gone to it every other year so what are we saying I don't I'm not really sure that doesn't mean anything. You know, yes, it might not be their year, but this is still the Patriots at home. They're twelve and four. They'll be fine. I don't. I don't think everybody's like, oh, the Titans. The Titans. I don't think they're gonna get, be able to run the ball. That the Patriots don't let you do that. If that's your thing. They're gonna take it away. And the big play action, play action pass game has come on. The big plays have come against bad defenses. The Patriots aren't that. Uh, I think the Titans come crashing, like crashing back to earth on this game. Uh, I like you, Walsh. Um, where, again, I think this is going to be a tight one. Um, I do like, obviously, the Titans' run game, and Ryan Tannehill has uh, struck or caught lightning in a bottle back there under center. Um the Patriots at home, and you touched on this, are a different animal. If this was flip flop for any for some reason, and it was in uh, Tennessee, I would go with the Titans. But the Patriots at Gillette Stadium are a different animal. They play better. Home crowds there. Brady's in his element. Um, and even though they're shorthanded, you know they played shorthanded basically all year and still came away with a twelve and four record. Uh, put me down for the Patriots in a close one. Yeah, and last thing, the Patriots' offensive line, they're getting healthy now, and they've been playing better. So I i think people might be a little surprised at the end of Saturday and a, little, and a whole bunch frightened. Uh, let's move on to Sunday with the NFC games at 10.05 a.m., Vikings 10-6 and 6 at Saints 13-3. You want to go first or second on this one? I'll go first on this cool. one. Um, I, just, I, I can't believe I, were we talking about um, Dalvin Cook off air or on air before this were on air I think we were talking about McCaffrey okay yeah uh, I don't I don't like I don't like Dalvin Cook 
Um, the Saints have too much going for them, clicking on all cylinders right now. That defense is looking sharp. Drew Brees is a stone-cold killer. AK's finally back. <clears throat> and Michael Thomas is an absolute freak. He'll, he pulls down, what, like 80% of ball, all balls thrown to him? Yeah. Like, that's insane. Uh, so the Saints at home, again, same argument that I use for the uh, the Pats. Um, I think this is going to be a significant win. Give me the Saints by 10. Yeah, I'm not sure this one's close. The Vikings, and specifically Xavier, I've talked about their secondary a couple times this season. Their secondary is bad. Their corners are atrocious. Xavier Woods has been getting crushed all year, and you're either going to put Xavier Woods on Michael Thomas, and he's going to get eaten alive, or you're going to put your apparently second-best corner on Michael Woods, and he's going to have a feast, and then David Woods is going to be down in the dumps because he because he's basically being demoted. Like this is not going to go well. Um, in the Saints, are, the Saints are on a mission. They're marching in, and it starts with this game. So I'm taking the Saints. Yeah. Are you as well? You're taking the Saints, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I like the Saints to the Super Bowl. Me. Me too. We're not supposed to agree this much, but if we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ter- terrible potting. But. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not ESPN. We're not going to make up arguments. Yeah. And then the last game of the weekend, 1.40 p.m., Seahawks at Eagles. Seahawks 11-5, and five, Eagles 9-7. and seven. Uh, I'm going to start out with my pick. Just go right into it. I take the Eagles. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I think... Where the Seahawks are starting to get hurt late in the season, like kind of now in the past couple weeks, the Eagles got everybody was like dying real early, and they're just now starting to figure out a way where they can do things differently and and find how this team has to play offensively because everybody's so so beat up. They're supposed to get Miles Sanders back, might even get Lane Johnson at right tackle back. Um, they, they're starting to kind of come into their own real late, but hey, this is the time to do it. And I think the Seahawks are, are kind of starting to fall off. I mean, yes, Marshawn came in and had a touchdown, which is a great story. Like, Marshawn's cool. Everybody loves Marshawn. But they didn't win. <laughs> and Russell Wilson has been trying to, having been forced to do way too much. So uh, I think that for that reason alone, and they're at home. Yeah, I take the Eagles. Upset. It's uh, it's not, it's not an easy pick, but I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you you mentioned, um, you know the the Seahawks injuries uh, as of recent, and the Eagles becoming healthy. Um, I'd like, uh, I believe Zach Ertz is set to sit, correct, uh, this week. So again, Maybe. Dallas got possibly yeah. possibly play so Dallas Goddard again has to have a lot uh, placed on his shoulders I don't know if he can continue the output that he has been uh, doing as of late um, you had just mentioned um, Russell Wilson is playing Superman for the past couple weeks and I don't know how he's doing it I don't know how he's leading the team to wins and then close losses i.e. Uh, San Francisco, he can do it for one more game. And he can do it on the road. He's an experienced quarterback, and this is the time. This is These are the games he shines in. Uh, I don't think it's pretty. I don't know how they're going to do it. But I think the Seahawks pull this one off um, uh, in a close one. Um, yeah. yeah I, whoever wins, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> yeah, This is going to be ugly. a pretty gross game. Yes. Um. Okay, that's the four games. So we've got, let's see, let's put our picks up here real quick. And I see, yeah. Okay, so we agree on Bills, Texans. We both take the Bills. We agree past Titans. We both take the Patriots. Uh, we agree Saints, Vikings. We both take the Saints. And then we disagree. I took the Eagles. You take the Seahawks. We'll see. We'll 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 uh, get some picks from Bales and we'll throw those up as well, so everybody knows that way everything's out in the open. 
But uh, yeah, that's the playoff games, and we can't wait. Um, but now we go to PTO's picks. La, la, yeah. la, la, wait till I give my money right. This table's hot. I want some of this money. Get me in this game. Come on. <laughs> Have you ever seen this much cash in your entire life? introduction this is pto's picks where last week we made the picks and you made lots of money at Walsh disney i'm gonna send it over to you to recap yours and bales's pick and i'll take it back over for my own okay yeah my first pick the the one i wanted you to throw all your money on and i almost started betting for was notre dame and iowa state that was a minus three and a half for notre dame for Notre Dame, and they blew that out of the water. Uh, it wasn't even close. So hopefully you went with that, had the good feeling, uh, and went with it. Bales threw out his his bet was Oklahoma plus thirteen and a half. He wanted wanted that one. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. That did not happen. Uh, although I did think I I'm pretty sure I agreed with him. Mm. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly, though. I, I think I did. I think you did. Good thing you didn't put a lock on that, though. Good thing you didn't lock yeah. it in personally. That doesn't go against my record. Yeah. You know? yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I did throw that in with him, and uh, he was wrong. I made a bad backing, but, hey, let's, let's leave that for uncut gems. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I was proud of you with the, the Notre Dame pick. That was, a, that was a, for as terrible as a pick Bales made, you made an equally as good of a pick with that Notre Dame over Iowa State. That wasn't even close. Common uh, sense. Ran away with it. Uh, last week, I had Oregon um, uh, plus two and a half points uh, in the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. Um, great game, back and forth. Uh, special teams was the name of the game. Uh, was there, there was at least two, maybe three, I think, uh, special teams touchdown so good game to watch uh just entertaining game but we hit on that one oregon plus two and a half uh yay money (laughs) this week i have the seattle seahawks as i mentioned earlier seattle seahawks minus one and a half at the philadelphia eagles seattle i believe can win by at least a field goal i don't have anything for you about uh numbers or stats this is a pure gut pick uh like i said it's gonna be nasty uh it's gonna be ugly it's gonna be seattle and philadelphia football uh but walsh give me the seattle seahawks minus one and a half at the philadelphia eagles lock it in good stuff all around uh there and then we actually Fantasy's done. Our fantasy football. Crazy. Fantasy football is done. Um, maybe like throughout the NBA season, we'll start to. You know, you and I are in a, a fantasy NBA league together, so maybe we'll start to throw out some NBA fantasy stuff um, yeah. as we get going here. But for this week, we're gonna skip that and just call it a call it an episode. Call that ninety six. That's a wrap. Been another good one. A uh, lot to talk about, like we said. Four more weeks till we are in episode 100 in Arizona. That That's going to come very quick. It's it, Yeah, it'll be here real quick, and it'll be a lot of fun and ridiculous. It'll be nonsensical to the max, um, but definitely a good one to listen to because you'll hear us having a great time. But that's 96. Um, another great one in the books because we had 
so much to talk about, but we got through it and had some great conversations like we tried to do here. Hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoy that, then find us in between episodes on Twitter at bold underscore nonsense, Instagram at bold dot nonsense, or hit us up, email us, start a conversation, because uh, that's what we're trying to do here with sports. Email us at bold nonsense podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Uh, expect the show on Saturdays. It's when we always get it out to you. So hopefully get that listened to before one, one before the games start happening this weekend. Um, hopefully you did that because now you know who's going to win. Uh, except for the Eagle Seahawks game. <laughs> Find it. SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Um, we ask you, subscribe at least rate and review if you subscribe because that helps us out a bunch and that, that sends out our message. Get us out. Put us out in the put us out in the world. Yeah. Be our evangelists. Yeah, I like it. Um, Senseless evangelists. <laughs> oh, that's a dangerous that combination there. That is too good. <laughs> that's a dangerous combination. Okay, so at four Saint Bales. Cheers. For at still smooth, much love. I'm at Walt Disney. If you love it, love us. We love you and hope you have the best start to a decade you've ever had in 2020. This is episode 96. Stay senseless. very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go.